son and daughter of the soil. God Jordan, Alenora Jordan. We come to give God praise in the service of the holy name. Because he said in his word, if he be lifted up, he will draw souls from good. So here we are to lift up your name. That's so you see. So it's a pleasure being here again today. And uh, last week, 
I spoke on a right to the career thing and have it established, which is a God-given right bequeathed to all humanity. So today, I would like to speak on the impact of Satan's entry into the affairs of planet Earth. And from that aspect, then I will explain the consequences of Adam's disobedience into the mystery of iniquity, transgression, and sin. So you'll understand the linkage of those areas. So all scriptures will be taken from the King James Version Bible. And I'll start. So from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we learn that only those whom God had created on planet Earth were divinely endowed with occupational and dominion rights in and over planet Earth. Now, what I just mentioned means was that any creature who visited Earth's headquarters in the Garden of Eden had to obtain Adam's approval first before that individual could gain entry. For surely he was God's chief immigration officer who was divinely authorized to refuse entry to any intruder. Being divinely endowed with what I just mentioned there, with that authority, Adam statue-like stood and gave the talking serpent VIP entry into the very garden, which he was instructed by God to God, which you can read Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 for confirmation. Then through deceptive questioning, Satan tricked Eve into eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, because Adam did not drive out the talking serpents, nor did he intervene, although he knew that the serpent was lying and that his wife was deceived, he lost the willpower to refuse his wife's offer of the fruit when offered, and so joined his wife and Satan in rebelling against God. By the devil's victory, he became Adam and Eve's God with a lower G and earned himself the coveted title of the God of this world, or we will say this world age, which can be confirmed by reading 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 to 4. So with that that I just mentioned, now I will explain the consequence of Adam's disobedience. So by disobeying God, Adam and Eve lost their rights to remain in the garden with the right to eat 
from the tree of life. In addition, by honoring Satan instead of God, Adam and Eve also sold their dominion rights over the animal kingdom and the God-given right to subdue the earth to the devil. Read Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 for confirmation. Moreover, having sinned, Adam and Eve simultaneously acquired Satan's iniquitous, transgressive, and sinful nature, which instantly destroyed their inner man, permeated their entire being, and became embedded in their flesh. And because Satan had the power of death then, as we read in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14, since the sting of death is sin, as 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 56 states, when Adam and Eve sinned, the cycle of death was set in motion upon planet earth and shall continue until death and Hades are cast into Gehenna the lake of fire read revelations chapter 20 verse 14 for confirmation now since adam's body was made out of the dust of the ground since his bodily sustenance was to come from the produce of the said ground the ground was likewise cursed when he rebelled against his maker read genesis chapter 3 verse 16 to 19 as confirmation and observe the related consequences of the acquired satanic nature in man. And while humanity as a whole is preoccupied with environmental issues today, it is instructive to know that the degradation of Earth's environment had its genesis in the curse which God pronounced upon it when Adam and Eve rebelled against him as we read in Genesis chapter 2, verses 17 to 19, and also when he cursed the ground again, when Cain killed righteous Abel, as we read in Genesis chapter 4, verse 12. And if anyone choose to question my last statement that links environmental degradation to mankind's sinful behavior, I would read the following and you can read it also for yourself. The scripture is taken from Psalm chapter 11 verses 3 then unto verses 5 to 6. And it goes like this. If the foundations, which is the God-ordained foundation for peace and civility, be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Now, the scripture and what I just mentioned above is clear and proves the truthfulness of my statements that I mentioned previously, that there is a core relation between the sins of mankind and Earth's environment that is surely out of control today.
And if one choose to think that my statement or my position is nothing but conjecture, now the following scripture should be able to convince you that it is not. For God's word states in Psalm 107 verses 33 to 34, which says, He turned rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground. So take note of this, brethren. A fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. So, that scripture is clear and needs no further explanation. So, as I continue, and I mentioned that the environmental degradation is surely sin-linked. So, now I will explain the mystery of iniquity, transgression, and sin. Now, while most of Christendom accept the fact that Adam and Eve fell because of sin, few Christians are aware of the gravity of Adam's fall and its effect upon the quality of life on earth today. And if one were ignorant of what humanity lost when Adam fell, one would not know what needs to be restored, and quite rightly so. So, the following, therefore, is an attempt to inform you accordingly. So, brethren, the gravity of Adam's rebellion against God is highlighted by the fact that God told Moses that while he was merciful, gracious, and long-suffering, he would also do the following, which is keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, and the transgression and the sin and that will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation that is taken from exodus chapter 34 verse 7 and one might be tempted to ask what is the difference so my answer is this if one does not know the difference between iniquity transgression and sin one would not be able to deal effectively with the sin problem in man for while sin is missing even a god-defined mark transgression is the overstepping of specified, God-ordained, codified boundaries. With respect to iniquity, that term describes the embedded satanic rebelliousness in the heart of man. For example, when King David in Psalm chapter 32 said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. That's Psalm chapter 32, verse 5. What he was saying is that I will confess the fact that I have crossed over the moral boundary of taking another man's wife. That 
brethren, is a classical example of transgression. Concerning the sentence, thou, gavest, thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. David was thereby saying, Thou forgavest the embedded wickedness in my heart that caused me to desire to have Neba's wife than to plan the death of her husband. So with respect to sin, a good example is found in the epistle of James. So the following refers to which is James chapter 4 verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And from the Apostle Paul, we have the following definition. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That is taken from Romans chapter 14, verse 23. So what I just mentioned should suffice to clarify the complexity of the sin issue. Now, with respect to the deleterious effect of iniquity, transgression, and sin in our world today, a classical example is catalogued in the book of Romans. And the following excerpt refer, relates to, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold, meaning suppress, the truth in unrighteousness. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they, meaning mankind, are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of women, burned in their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet, meaning fitting, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. So that scripture was taken from Romans chapter 1 verse 18. And then I went on to verse 20 to 28. So 
what was just read in Romans chapter 1, verse 18 from verse 20 to 28. Brethren, it surely explains the reason why our world is in this morally degenerative state that it is in today. So brethren, with Satan's inefficient nature embedded in man, the propensity to transgress and to sin became normal human behavior. And with the ability to decree not taken away from man, Adam's offspring was now knowingly and inadvertently decreeing curses, sickness, destruction, and death by voicing idle words, slogans, loose talk, and especially lust-prone songs, which are satanically inspired. And because mankind, generally speaking, is unaware of the fact that death and life reside in the power of the tongue satan is constantly influencing mankind to program their inner man with slogans poems crooked speech and songs of destruction and through the above means and human rights laws which are diametrically opposed to the laws of god Satan continues to steer the people of planet Earth on a collision course with their maker. As I close, the only God approved panacea to avoid humanity's destruction would be the acceptance of God's offer of salvation by repentance towards God and the declaration of one's faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as Acts chapter 4, verse 12 states, which goes like this. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And what shall be the end of those who die in their sins? Now, let me explain. Brethren, hell was created by God to be the final abode and punishment for the devil and his angels. Read Matthew chapter 25 verse 41 for confirmation. However, since human beings refuse to acknowledge God as God and have chosen instead to believe Satan's lies concerning the fact that God created this world by Jesus Christ and that he sacrificed his only begotten son for man's salvation, since they have chosen and have made Satan their God, lower G, they would have to spend their eternity with him in the lake of fire, as Revelation chapter 21, verse 8 states. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live again next week, Monday. Brethren, please spend time in your Bible. Read your Bibles for yourselves and ensure that it's a daily routine. Please stay safe. 
enjoy the balance of your week and remember that jesus christ will be returning soon so please prepare yourselves for his return jesus loves you i love you have a blessed week and i'll be live again on monday so bye for now <music>